Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. Hello. It's Saturday night. How's your Del Taco? I just got a drink. That's it's a it? Coke Zero. That's that is I was uh, thirsty. Discipline. I was very thirsty. Well, I ordered food that's coming here. So it's not like, Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> I just was like, I'm not gonna have that. But I'm I was but very you thirsty. To stop for a drink. And I was gonna get coffee, but I was like, let me get this. Okay. I don't know. That's very Florida of me to go into a drive thru <laughs> and get a massive Diet Coke. <laughs> that's like my roots. I love it. Okay, let's talk about some news stories from this past week. This is a story out of Sydney. Shout out to our listeners down under. This is from the Sydney Maureen Herald. And it says fight to save 3 a.m. kebabs after council says they're, quote, not in the public interest. (gasps) Immediately, this story caught my attention because I uh, personally have very strong opinions that more food places should be open at 3 in the morning. Me too. Because I'm hungry then. There's, especially in L.A., it is one of the worst things about living here. Nothing is open late. No. There's very few places. I've been to all of them. All of them are mediocre at best. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a huge fan of late night uh, food. Me too. Like, I was trying to get a cup of coffee in Echo Park at 11 p.m. the other night, and there was no place to get a cup of coffee. we're not even talking about super late night. In L.A., things close at 10 like it's rude. It's very uh, difficult to survive. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to survive. So it says, for at least a decade, Robert Chowdhury has dispensed the ultimate late night feed for revelers, a thick carby naan kebab stuffed with potato, cheese, and the Indian curry of your choice. Oh, that sounds really good. Doesn't that sound good? That's His, what you want after drinking too. Absolutely. His establishment is called Paddington's Indian Home Diner. It says, health food it ain't, but it's magical at soaking up the booze. Handily located on Oxford Street near the Unicorn Hotel, the diner was a perfectly placed pit stop on the way home to the eastern suburbs after a big night. Now that's all been put to an end. A month ago, Woolara Council rejected Chowdhury's bid to officially extend his trading hours to 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights. It appears the diner has been operating until 3 a.m. in breach of its DA conditions without issue for years. The DA refusal notice mentioned the kebab joint could have, quote, an adverse impact upon the acoustic and visual privacy of the neighboring lands and declared the provision of late night sustenance was, quote, not in the public interest. This is why you never do things officially. I think that's wrong. This is definitely in the public's interest. You just got to break the law because these people suck. I can't relate to someone who hasn't wanted a kebab at three in the morning. So this council warned Chowdhury that if he continued to stay open too late, he would be fined. A revolt of sorts is now underway, not by Chowdhury, who has asked a planner to review the DA and has no criticism of the Woolhara council, but the IHD but by the IHD community. I don't know what that is. It even has caught the attention of politicians vying for the knife edge. Okay, this is all like Sydney politics. We don't don't understand it. We just know kebabs are in the public interest. Yeah. Period. There's, (laughs) I mean, it sounds like there are people who are like, this is bullshit. So it's like a lot of politicians just have to get involved where they don't have any business. Just stay out of it. Go fix something important. Yeah. This is what we need. 3 a.m. kebabs aren't harming people. I mean, unless you can prove something like, oh, there's like a ruckus every night and, you know, old folks live here or something like. Right. But if nothing's happening and they've been doing it for months, it seems like it's been fine. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm in favor of this guy staying open late. I don't even live in Australia. It sounds really good. Yeah. I want to try that spot. Okay, here's a story from Wales. 
We're, we're like really international. We're very international in this episode. The headline is from Wales Online, and it says, Woman marries pet cat in bid to stop landlords separating them. Oh, yeah. I saw this headline. <laughs> I, totally I totally understand where she's coming from. I saw from. the picture of her like okay. holding him. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever a woman who looked like a crazy cat lady, it's this broad. Yeah. And I say that as a crazy cat lady. It's, it's lovingly said. I say that as someone who currently has four cats. Yeah. A woman has married her pet cat in a bid to stop future landlords from separating them. Deborah Hodge, 49, claims she has previously been forced to rehome three animals by landlords who did not allow pets in her in their properties. Now facing eviction and terrified of losing five-year-old India, Deborah from Sidcup, Southeast London held a civil ceremony on April 19th to tie the knot. The single mother of two hopes her commitment will show future landlords just how important it is for her that they stay together. She said, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain, so I married my cat. I recited vows under the universe that no man will ever tear tear myself and India apart. I set out my intention that I would never be separated from the animal I adore. I can't be without India. She is truly a sensation. She is so friendly and amazing. She is fundamentally the most important thing in my life after my children. By marrying India, I need any future landlords to know that we come as a package and cannot be separated under any circumstances as she is as important to me as the children. So it's a same-sex marriage. (laughs) It's a a same-sex, different species marriage. And Um, I support it. I support it too. And landlords need to chill the fuck out. We already hate you. Yeah. Please let us have pets. Right. I I mean, it's ridiculous. Seriously. Get a fucking deposit. Life is also, hard cats, enough. Come on, yeah. cats—they don't do anything. No, uh, so it's like make it work. How is it any different from someone's toddler peeing on the walls? How's that? It worse? happens because I'm sure that I don't have kids. But <laughs> well, I'm there's sure. other ways you can destroy an apartment. Pets yeah. aren't the only way. It's just—it's right. just like a thing they use. I think to stop people yeah. from rent from renting to them, and it's like sometimes pets are the only joy people have. Like, I agree. It's true. It's it's very rude. Uh, why don't you try to be a likable person? And landlords? I also don't want anyone who's a landlord emailing us and being like, well, this is why my apartment doesn't have pets. I don't care. Yeah, don't email us if you're a landlord. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about landlord rights. I don't. Okay? I don't. Please. I don't I'm don't not interested. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, hey, be mad if you must, but... <laughs> You know what? Leave Let a, your little steam come out of your ears. Go leave a bad go take review. A, don't go take a breath. <laughs> go outside for a walk. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I am pro this woman marrying her cat. All right. This is from a local Fox affiliate in some town. It's Fox 9 KMSP. The headline reads, Man finds decades-old McDonald's inside the bathroom wall during renovations. <gasps> Now, I this saw- is my kind of archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this news story while I was at the gym yesterday, two days ago. And, you know, and it was like at my gym, they have those TV screens that are, they just have like one or two big TV screens with the subtitles. Yeah. So they're not on. And right. I, and I saw, I like just caught like a glimpse of this. I was like, wait, wait, can you rewind? Like what's going what on? What happened at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> so then I found it online, luckily. Uh, the ha- the story says, would you like decades-old fries with that? Rob Jones of Crystal Lake, Illinois, was renovating the front half of half bathroom of his home on April 16th when he made a peculiar discovery inside one of the walls. Jones found what appeared to be an ancient bag of McDonald's complete with burger wrappers and half-eaten, very, very <laughs> old fries. Jones and his wife were removing the old toilet paper holder from the wall when they noticed a rag inside, he told Fox TV stations. We pulled the rag out and could feel something wrapped inside of it. We were happy just to find the McDonald's bag and not something worse, Jones said. The particular logo, logos on the bag and wrappers that Jones found appeared to be from the first and original logo from the 1950s. With Speedy, the McDonald's original mascot before Ronald McDonald, holding a sign reading, I am speedier and custom-built hamburgers. 
Coincidentally, Jones said his home was built in 1959, and it was just down the road from one of the original McDonald's in his area. An additional and somewhat frightening bonus, the leftover fries did not smell, according to Jones. We, had we not been renovating, they probably would have sat there another 60 years, Jones joked. He posted the photo of his new discovery on Reddit, and obviously it went viral on Reddit. I think that's how it made yeah. the news. Yeah, I was so, going to say, what a slow no- news week. <laughs> like, how did this make the news? <laughs> anyway, here's a picture. I mean, th- this McDonald's bags are so, these McDonald's bags are so old, like, it doesn't like the logos and the signage doesn't look anything like we know it today. Oh, damn. And those are the fries. At the top? At the top. The dark brown? Yeah. This like half eaten. Ba- I like that some contractor just left his lunch in the walls. I'd like to know the story behind that. I but, like that old logo. It's uh, cool. I think it's cute. Anyway, that is a really exciting discovery. Yeah. I, this is the best thing that ever happened to this guy. <laughs> He loves it. I like how he's like, thank God it wasn't worse. It's like, calm down, drama. <laughs> like <laughs> like, a, like, like it was going to be a body or something. Yeah. It's just like... Like finding a half-eaten torso. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Whatever. Candyman's back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is disgusting to me, this story from okay. Food and Wine. Uh, Tropicana, the orange juice brand, has come out with a cereal that's created specifically for orange juice. Oh, I kind of saw this, but I, d- I thought it was just about people putting orange juice on their cereal. Okay. Because that's like not something that happens. That's something, that's something that only happens in like um, an 80s family movie where the dad is so stressed out, he accidentally pours orange juice in his cereal. Yeah. That's something that accidentally happens, It's like right? that or something your, your weird cousin's friend does. Yeah. Or they try to get my my friend does it. He puts orange juice. It's like a it is like an urban legend almost. Yeah, it's like someone's cousin Steven, but but yeah. Steven's like just a really weird And guy. that's how they're really weird. They yeah. put orange juice on their cereal. It's, like it's a, fine. They'll put water, anything. Calm down, Steven. Yeah. So they have come out with their own cereal that specifically tastes good with orange juice. I don't think it I don't this sounds just like any other regular cereal to me. Uh, I, I don't like this. What's the cereal? Okay. So it says, e- even the orange juice specialists at Tropicana admit that OJ might not be the ideal choice for mixing with cereal, but in honor of National Orange Juice Day on May 4th, the brand is planning to rectify the situation. They're releasing a cereal specifically intended to mix orange juice instead of milk. Tropicana Crunch is touted as, quote, the first ever breakfast cereal created to pair with Tropicana Pure Premium so you can sip your sunshine and eat it too. The unusual cereal that is, quote, made for OJ will be only available through TropicanaCrunch.com. Let's see. What is Tropicana Crunch? The box describes it as honey almond cereal, and the website explains that it contains honey almond clusters. You can get this at Trader Joe's. The cereal? No, I just oh mean, honey clusters. You can get this kind of cereal. So it's, I, I would I thought it would be something that fits with orange more. They say they're like, well, we think that the granola based cereal can withstand the acidity of the orange juice. It's like, but they already make this kind of cereal. Yeah, I thought it would some be something that specifically tastes good with orange. No, and they think that the honey and almond flavor balances the orange juice's tartness. This is weird. They just want you to buy more Tropicana, which is definitely the best orange juice. This is clearly a gimmick. You think it's the best orange juice? Of like fake orange, like not freshly squeezed. I like Tropicana. Yeah. Um, They also released last year a toothpaste, Tropicana toothpaste. That was supposed to, it's designed to make orange juice not taste bad after brushing your teeth. What is that? Like, why, why does that happen? It's, <laughs> I don't really drink a lot of orange juice. I don't either. But uh, I definitely have experience. Well, that. I did when I was a kid. I feel like we drank a lot more when we were kids. I just don't think about orange juice now. Well, it used to be on the bo- box of the cereal. Part you of have a, a piece breakfast. of toast, a glass of milk, a glass of orange juice, and cereal. Right. I remember looking at that and be like, <laughs> I'm not having that much. But then part of me would be like, I, I did try to do it one time. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's always the piece, this like white bread toast with the little pat of butter and the little dab of strawberry jelly. Yeah. Part of a complete breakfast. Yeah. I never ate that. Anyone who buys this cereal is a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> like if you do this, write into us. We I, need to know. I feel like there's a better way to sell orange juice than this. It sounds gross. I think it's just a gimmick. It's definitely a yeah. gimmick. Anyway, that's all our news stories. We're going to be back with some other stuff <laughs> after the break. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I forgot to mention something really important on the last mini episode because I forgot we didn't have a mini episode the week after it happened because you were sick. Okay. Anyway. I was on a really great podcast recently called Soundtracker, hosted by a friend of the pod, Eric Peacock. And check it out. Subscribe to his podcast. Give him five-star reviews. Yeah. And listen to my episode. We talked about a movie that I really love called The Guest, and we talked about the excellent soundtrack to that movie. Listen to the pod. Desi was on it, too. Yeah. She talked about Pretty in Pink. Yeah, we're both on it, so listen to them both. Yeah. Back to back. And subscribe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought you had inserted. Remember, you were like, I'm going to insert it. No. I I, (laughs) I was like, good for you. (laughs) I I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I forgot to do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. This is, I think this is better. Yeah. Because this is the podcast where we talk about podcasts. But I want, I think more people should listen to his podcast. So they should. Like, it's a great show. It's very good. You should know about it. I like him. A lot. Uh, so what are we doing? 
talking about what we're watching? Yeah, let's talk okay. about what we watched. So I caught up to Better Call Saul. That sucks. I don't. What day does it come out? I didn't even know. It's Mondays. Oh, okay. So, so oh. I got to wait till Monday. That last, like the most recent episode. That I you, didn't like it. You texted me about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like brutal. It's fucking it's like, brutal. I don't. Here's the thing. I love shows like this, but at the same time, it's like, come on, <laughs> don't don't give me any sad things. <laughs> like it can't take that many. It's, I had, you know, I had for completely forgotten because obviously after I watched that, I like, I did some, I like looked into some things because I had forgotten some things on um, Breaking Bad. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch Breaking Bad because I literally have only seen it when it aired and I never saw it again. And there's so many things I forgot, but I had completely forgot about uh, Gus. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's spoiler anymore, but his death on Breaking Bad. Oh right, you that was crazy. How did I forget that, dude? <laughs> I I mean, obviously, I I when I saw an image, I was like, some I saw someone posted an image, right. Like related to what happened this week on Better Call Saul, right. and I was like, "Oh my god, I completely forgot about that." So I had to go reread everything, uh, and then with I forgot how much I hated Hector too oh. on Breaking Bad. Like he's, yeah. he sucks. He's sucked for so long, right? And it was it's uh yeah. So I do need to go back and watch. I think it'll be really fun to rewatch after seeing Better Call Saul. Yeah, I think so too. Um. So and then I started watching uh, Ozark, but I've, I've only gotten through three episodes. Did you finish? I thought there were only three episodes in the final. On the Wikipedia, it looks like there's way more. For the end of season four? Yeah. It looks like there's eight, nine, up to 14 episodes. Oh. And we started at eight, so eight, nine, ten. Oh. 11, okay. 12, 13, 14. Did you see? Now that's what I thought too. <laughs> I thought there was only like. But did was, you watch them? I've only seen uh, the, fir- the first two of the second half of season four. Well, you have, to, you have to be like, this can't wrap up. No. So that's what I was like. I was like, how is this going to wrap up in one more episode? Right. And that's because there's way more. Okay, good. But are they all up on Netflix now? Yeah, they should be. So I, you just didn't look ahead. I didn't look ahead. Because so where did you get the idea that there was only three? Well, I got home really late last night okay. and I tried to power through, but we both fell asleep. Right. So that's what I did too. He fell asleep after episode eight and I fell, as- I fell asleep. I watched episode nine and then turned it off. Okay. I thought there was only three because I went to the Wikipedia page and there's only recaps for eight, nine, and 10. Like, you know how they give like synopsis I or whatever? Scrolled. I like, you know how you can But then click when on. there's more, there's like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So it goes up to 14. <sighs> All right. Well, whatever it is, well, I guess we'll figure it out yeah. soon. So, but that's good because I was like, how are they going to wrap it up in three episodes? <laughs> there's so much going on. I know. That's what I thought too. Uh, so, yeah. That, so then I just was like, because I was like, I'll just bang it out tonight, three I, episodes. No. And then I, I was like, well, fuck it. I can't finish eight episodes or whatever it is, six episodes. I, I was so I, I was so exhausted when I got home, and I was like looking forward to it like all week. Like, oh, I'm gonna Me binge. Too. I'm gonna binge, and like, I have the same thing. I was looking forward to it all week, but then I was just too tired, and I didn't want to keep falling asleep yeah. while I was watching it. Yeah, so I was like, I'll just wait till I can fucking do it properly. There's no rush. Why should I be rushing to get no, through it? No, we always I mean, it's complain. Crazy. This is like a common theme on this show is uh, how we have nothing to watch. <laughs> so, yeah. there And there's like a lot of television I want to watch right now, actually. In fact, I feel like there's like 10 things we could do for um, the Spotify Live. Yeah. Because that are so good. Yeah. We'll probably just squeeze them all in this month because right. I really want to watch that Banner of Heaven. Like oh. I'm very excited to watch that. There's a new Marilyn Monroe documentary I'm kind of curious about that looks really oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Is that Netflix? Yeah, that would be a good one to look at too. Right. Uh, so there was like a few that were coming off that I was like, oh, that would be good. That looks good. Um, it's funny with those things. I'm like, should I watch it? Because we'll have to take notes. So yeah. if I watch it, then I'm going to have to rewatch <laughs> it. It's like, so I put them off, those type of things. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. Selling Sunset is back. I've never watched that show. <sighs> It's, I, sometimes I'm just like, I have enough. I, can't, I know. Okay. I can't do it with too many assholes yeah. on TV. <laughs> Here's the thing about Selling Sunset. I've been watching it since 2020, I guess when everyone started watching it. And the 
fifth season just came out. They're very short episodes. Like you can blow through the whole fucking a whole season in like a day if you really try. I can do that with so. I know. I'm just. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. for normal people. But what is so? It's like twelve episodes. Yeah, it's like I think there was only like ten episodes, and they're like thirty minutes. I think they used to be 30 minutes, but now this season they were like 40 minutes or something. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. I wasn't like paying that much attention. But basically the premise of the show is like a bunch of hot assholes are like high-end luxury realtors in Los Angeles, specifically in West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. And part of the, the show is that you get like the one of the parts I really like about the show is you get to see all this like real estate in LA. And it's all this like... Gross. It's all the kind of real estate that I don't like. Because one of the great things about Los Angeles is how many like different types of amazing old vintage architecture we have. Right. I really love like all the old Mediterranean style houses, the Spanish style houses. I love the craftsman style houses. And this is just all like glass and infinity pools and... Uh, gigantic chrome refrigerators, and it's like, like what like the entourage would buy. Like it's yeah. like someone who has no taste but a lot of money. That's exactly what it is, and everything's very expensive. But oh it's my just god! Like, there's just, it's soulless. Like it's soulless. It's all like new architecture. It's like you don't even know if there was some like gorgeous house from the twenties there before, and then they ripped everything up and like built this monstrosity on top of it. That's why I love that. Um, realtor I told you, I follow who shows you horrible flips where they've taken all the character out of these gorgeous old homes and like Altadena, which have a ton of craftsmen and they just make it that soulless black and white. Right. Like it's something the I'm, tiles, yeah. those gray rectangle tiles. The backsplashes on the yeah. yeah, it's something I feel very strongly about. I know it's not the most pressing issue of our time, but I really love old architecture and I really like I love when it's preserved. Honestly, though, it is indicative of a problem in this world that is bigger than just the architecture. Cause it's just like having no connection to history or do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like and it's also just about flipping and like right, well, ruining neighborhoods character. Like I think it is important, more important than it seems almost because well, I hate it. Well, of course, like the larger issue, like you said, the like whole thing where these like billionaires come in and buy these properties and they don't even live there. And it's like, uh, <laughs> why is no well, one living in this house? Yeah. Like, and it's just, just like people want to buy these houses and live in them. They should take priority over these investors right? who just buy them and destroy them. It's like sell them to people. Like if I had like a nice old home, I'd want to sell it to someone who was going to keep it that way. Yeah. Who, needs, to, who needs a house. Who wants to live there. Right. I wouldn't want to sell it to an investor. Even if I got more money, I'd be like, I don't care. That's how principled I am. <laughs> Like, I'm not kidding even. Like, it would be really hard for me to sell to some soulless investor. Like, yeah. I would be like, no. I mean, but yeah, and that's like a big part of the show is just, it's like you can't believe, like, obviously you can believe because we live in like a big city in like Los Angeles and there's a lot of like really like incredibly wealthy people here, but you just still can't believe. It's like unbelievable how much some of these homes cost, like Ugh. where it's like, it's like, how do people even have that much money? I follow so many real estate accounts and a lot of them are in LA, but I just like looking at architecture and design. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I posted this like last week, but I saw something that was like this cute little Mediterranean Spanish house uh, and the ha- it had a hashtag starter home and it was $2.1 million. I was like, that You're is not, me. I was like, honestly, I would even give you $1 million <laughs> as crazy as that is in the rest of the country. That's almost what you need at this point to get oh. anything remotely cute oh. and like a neighborhood that I'm and when I say desirable neighborhoods, I'm not talking about fucking Beverly Hills. I'm talking about like Echo Park and like yeah. East Side neighborhoods that like ten years ago were dirt cheap. Like right. compared so to the rest compared of compared to the rest of LA. Uh so yeah, I was like, that's not a starter home price. And like what world is that a starter home? And I it made me realize that I think I don't think anyone can afford this shit, but they're able to get loans for whatever reason and they can afford the mortgage. Yeah. But no one's paying off these homes because they're just selling them and and re and upping to another one and like making money and then getting a bigger house. Not me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. but that's what that's what I think it is. They can afford the mortgage or for 
or it's these like billionaire investors. Yes. Uh, Because a lot of the like buyers, like there's, okay, there's this one character, he's a reoccurring character on Selling Sunset. And this woman who's one of the realtors, Davina, that's a whole other story, but like she's tasked with trying to sell this $100 million house in Beverly Hills. Like that's what the owner of the house wants to sell it for. And she's like, no one's going to spend $100 million on a house. And he's like, this really scary man. Um, I mean, like I'm, I actually read in an article. She's like, he's actually not scary. He's actually really nice. But like on the show, he comes across as like this evil. Anyone who has a house that's a hundred million dollars is scary. Yeah. They, I, should I be, agree. they should be seen as a scary person. Cause what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do how? not write me to defend him. No, do not <laughs> write anyone me. who has a hundred million have, dollar house. If you, I'm not on their side. If you have enough money to spend on a hundred million dollar house, I have questions about how you got that money. And I have questions why you aren't spending it to help people. I agree. Sorry. 100%. That's how I feel. Here's here's my point about the um more the more just couples who are actually buying them to live and then they they sell and get a, something bigger. A lot of people can afford um a mortgage that they could never get. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like that shows you how people are kept out of the housing market. Yes. They can't get a loan even though they could technically right. afford the mortgage because they're probably paying rent that is equal to what they would pay as a mortgage. Yes. So that is like one way people keep, keep others out of the housing mar- market. Right. You just can't afford, you won't get the loan. Right. Uh, and I do uh, think that that's a problem. Of course. So that's, uh, and then people will take these cash buys rather than someone who has, and I never understand why that's better. Because it's like you're still getting a million dollars. Does it matter if it's cash or from the bank? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know enough about that stuff. Maybe it'll fall through or something like that. So it's like a safe bet. Anyway, this market is a disaster for people. It's a total disaster. But this show, regardless of all of all of the horrors of the (laughs) political. (laughs) Look, we I agree. It's just frustrating. I I totally get maybe that's why I can't watch that show because it's too irritating to me. But that's the thing about this show. As as much as these are issues that I'm really passionate about is making sure everyone <laughs> everyone is able to afford a home and have, yeah. live and I think everyone should have shelter. Uh, as much as I'm very passionate about those issues, for some reason, this show is literally like turning your brain off. There's something yeah. about it that doesn't irritate... Like, I don't feel irritated that much watching it. It's because it's so over-the-top vapid and the characters... And it's so obviously like... It's one of the fakest reality shows ever also. Yeah. There's something about it. It's just really pleasant to People watch. People like it. It's so turn your brain off. I think you would like it. Right. It's even if you just watched it while you were doing other shit. To be honest, I'm just very turned off by the name Chriselle. Oh my God. When I hear that name, I'm just like, I can't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so white Christian to me. I don't know who she is or what she is. Wow. It sounds very blonde to me. Like She's actually like the nice one on the show. Oh, she is? Yeah. The the villain on the show is Christine, but she's also the villain that everyone loves because she she's a hate, she's a hate, love to hate. But is Chriselle like, I'm in the big city. Yes. I'm a realtor. Chriselle, Chriselle grew up in poverty and she made it. Okay. Quote unquote, so whatever. She's the, uh, but she's definitely very beautiful. And she also had like the sad story because like her husband, like she found out her husband was divorcing her through social media, like through a press release or something. Who's her husband? He was on This Is Us. I think. Oh, he's like an actor. He's like an actor and she like found like that was like a big season three. Okay. At the end of season three. Look, it, wait, it, is this the Oppenheimers? No. Oppenheim. 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 Is that who owns the agency? <laughs> the brothers. These okay. two brothers. But who is one of them fucking the brothers? Well, now Chriselle is fucking one of the brothers. Okay. Well, they're in a relationship. Okay, sorry, I don't want de- <laughs> to denigrate their love. <laughs> but, but on this season, Christine said, Christine made a dig at Chriselle, I think in front of Chriselle, I don't remember, but it was in front of a bunch of people. She's like, well, maybe I'm not getting many listings because I'm not fucking the boss. Wow. Christ- so she doesn't care about denigrating the relationship. Christine... Christine's a great character for reality TV because she will say anything and she'll say it to your face. Is Christine older? No. She's okay. actually the one of the younger ones. Okay. I think most of the women are in their early 40s. And Christine is like 33, allegedly. 
Okay. I'm just, I don't know. Well, She's had a lot of work done, so I don't know how old she is. They could be 60. They could be 24. Yeah. No one knows. Christine, <laughs> Christine is also impeccably dressed. Like all of her, like this is a, she is a drag queen. She okay. is a drag queen. The way, the, her outfits are put together so precisely and so outrageously that she is a delight to watch. She is an absolute villain, but she's reality TV gold. My fantasy is that I get like a Peloton and then I stay on it for hours watching reality TV. Oh, <laughs> that's just like, the that dream. That would be like good. I can get some exercise and watch TV. You can catch up. And then I will be like, ah, oh, see, it's, it's good. It's good for me actually to yeah. watch a lot of TV. <laughs> healthy. See, all my haters need to, <laughs> to step. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I've had a very busy week, like too much, like it's been one of those weeks where like the week prior, like I did absolutely jack shit. And then this week was like something every fucking day. So like, I just want to do nothing the next three days, which isn't going to happen. Cause I actually have more shit to do. I feel like, yeah, no, I feel the same way. I have. I'm tired. I've had like I've had like something I had to do every day, Me even too. if it was small. Like when I have to leave my house, <laughs> that's an event. <laughs> it is like you have to run a few errands. That takes a long time, and driving is stressful here, especially. Yeah, if you want to run a little errand, it's like sorry, that's an hour. Yeah, you can't just run a little errand. No, you can't just do drop that here. something off. Um, I have to make 160 hot dogs for in dark. the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. I don't know how I'm gonna like put them in the oven in like water, I like think. a bath, like a bath, like and season the water, <laughs> like it's in a New York street cart. Wait, they season the hot dogs? No, I'm going to. So it's not just sitting in boiling water. Right. I want to make them a little flavor. That's nice. You know what my thing is, uh, and why I liked this particular group because they make good food. Why don't you tell our listeners about the group you work with? Oh, I work with a mutual aid group, and we do these lunches every week in MacArthur Park, which is sort of downtown LA. Uh, and yeah, so. And they give food to people who need food. They feed over 200 people every week on Sundays. And tomorrow they're also doing um, some other things. They're bringing in hair dressers and makeup artists. Oh, cool. So they're going to give people haircuts and makeovers. So I, I also it. bought a lot of stuff for the um, this like femme tent they do. So I got a lot of makeup and moisturizers, makeup remover, hairspray. Tampons. I got a bunch of pads. Yeah. I want to try to call Tampax and get donations. That shit's expensive. Yeah. Like I knew... It's expensive because obviously I've bought them my whole life, but I was trying to go and find like inexpensive things at no. like Smart and Final. It's still expensive. It's like, yeah, it's a dollar, but it's a six pack. Right. Like, I don't want to just give them a bunch of six packs. You right. need fucking more than that. Right. <laughs> like, do right. you know what I mean? And then if I buy six of them, I might as well just buy a huge box. Like, right. So I feel like it's ridiculous that I can't find that inexpensive, uh, more inexpensive. And I'm going to try to badger Kotex you should. on uh, Twitter. You should see if I can get them. some free shit. I want free shit. People need uh, hygiene products. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if that works. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's and I great. really want to get that strawberry cake from Quarter Sheets. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, I really want that. Do you want to go together? Possibly. Let's figure it out. Let uh, me know if you need help <laughs> with hot dogs. Um, yeah, I'll, you should help me with the um, homey meals. I want to do that with you. Okay. That's really fun. And I have all the um, supplies and we can pack it up. Next uh, week or? I'll, I I have to get my assignment, but I should maybe give them your address. Give them they my can address. Pick it, we can make it here and they can pick them up here. Perfect. That's another thing you can try if you're in LA. You make like meals. You can do it once a month, that's once so a week. so nice. It's really and fun. S- and stock your local and you have community to, um, fridge. Oh yeah. Stock your local community fridge. No, someone actually did message me on Instagram because they had a bunch of uh, pads and tampons. They had recently had a hysterectomy, but they were in Nebraska. So I was like, that's so sweet. But I feel like by the time it's shipped to me, you might as well try to find something in your area. There's probably something in Nebraska that... Yeah. So I didn't know what town she was, so I couldn't help her find something. But yeah, I would check out where you live. If you have a lot of pantry items... um, all that kind of stuff that you want to get rid of, clean it out. If it's good quality, obviously don't put all your shit 
<laughs> there, your gross expired food and stuff. Uh, yeah, find if I don't know how that is across the country, but yeah. there's uh, usually a network you can find mutual aid places and where you live. It's really fun and has been uh, good for my mental health to do that and, stuff every and good week. Good for the community. Yeah, it's fun. I, I like cooking too. Well, when we do the homey meals, it's fun because we get to do whatever we want. Nice. So we can plan, uh, plan something really yummy <laughs> for them. And then I have all the little trays. So it's like Aww. cute to pack them up. Cool. Uh, et cetera. I love it. So I love it. Yeah. Then what else? Do we eat anything? Okay. I ate two giant pretzels last night at this Ooh. concert I was at. Um, I went to go see this band called Minted and I believe they're local. They're a local like LA band. I don't know how it's like, okay, it's a, it's a flautist. Why did you go to this? Okay. I went to this because one of my favorite rappers of all time, Bay area legend, Andre Nicotina was performing with a live band last night in Los Angeles. And when I saw those tickets, when I saw this event was happening, I immediately bought the tickets. Now I've seen this, I've seen Andre Nicotina many, many times over the years, but I have never seen him with a live band. So I had to go. Yeah. I had to go. It was a very intimate small venue. This was the smallest venue. And I've like he usually plays in like, you know, like medium venues. Like it's not like arena shows or right. anything, but like this was very small. It was at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood. So he played with this band, Minted, who does like, they do like hip hop covers, like hip hop music, but with like a flautist, a harpist, a sax, a trumpet, vibraphone, keyboard. And it's very, very, they were very, very good. They were excellent. And then Andre Nicotina came out and played three songs with them. And then... It was it was great. It was amazing. And then after the show, I met him. And they had pretzels at the show? Yeah. This was like it was like a bar pub, like the federal bar, like they serve food oh. there. It was very it was unlike any other like it wasn't like a traditional like concert experience where it's like maybe just right, a bar right, right. and like no, it was like there was tables there, there was seating there, yeah. like and there was like an area where you could stand like very close to the stage. It was like very intimate. Um but I got to, I, I actually met him last night and he gave me a hug. And I, when I tell you that this was one of those, mo- those starstruck moments <laughs> that I feel like I've been waiting for since I was 15 years old, I'm still vibrating from it. I mean, it sounds like that's the place to go to meet someone <sighs> when it's that small. It was, I, he was very sweet. He was a total sweetheart. I told him I was from San Francisco and he went, Frisco, because he's from San Francisco. Yeah. It was, look, it was a dream. But if someone not from San Francisco said Frisco, you well, would make fun of them. <laughs> well, well, rappers from San Francisco say Frisco, but some rando saying Frisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's different. That's different. One thing I was really enjoying in Ozark was all the Nas <laughs> like, that she's playing in the car. Oh my God. We, me and Brendan, we were like, mm. she's playing the whole album. She's playing the it's, whole yeah, album. It's going she's, throughout the whole, it's crazy. It was, she played all of Illmatic in that car yeah, ride. It we was were, good. We I was were, like, I'm enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was the rapper she talked to? Uh, we think it, I think it was Killer Mike. Okay. I think I was, meant to look it up. I'm pretty sure it was Killer Mike. Cause um, I was like, where? I was like, is this like a St. Louis guy? I like, was honestly half asleep yeah. during that scene. I was like falling asleep, but <laughs> I was like, is that Killer Mike? Yeah. Um, Anyways, I like that. It was a great, it was a great sequence. Anyway, uh, no, it was, it was a great show. I definitely want to go see this, this band minted again. It was just really fun. Like the vibe was really I good. I laughed so hard when you posted a clip because I had no idea you were doing this or going to this and I didn't know what it was and it was no, he wasn't performing in the first clip you posted. Yeah. And I was like, what is Rachel all of a sudden into jazz fusion? Because <laughs> it looked like you were just at some weird jazz fusion club or something. And I laughed so hard because I had no idea what the hell they, it was. They were doing, they were doing a cover of my favorite, one of my favorite songs by Tribe Called Quest. They were doing electric 
relaxation. Oh and my god! They, were, they played electric relaxation. They also did um, like a Roots cover. They did a Far Side cover. They opened with "I Got Five oh, I on saw it. the Far Side one. Yeah, that's I, when I was like, "Oh wait, what is this?" Yeah, um, it was. And then Andre Nicotina did three songs with them, and he he was just having so much fun. It was just interesting to see him in that setting yeah. because I've only ever seen him with like a DJ and a hype man. That's like the type of shows I like going to. It was so small ones. It was very mellow. It was very chill. Like everyone was super nice there. Like it was just like, it was exactly the vibe that I needed that night. Where would you, where did you even see an advertisement for that I, show? Well, because I follow him on Instagram oh, and he okay, posted okay. about it. He's Got like, it. I'm going to be here. And I was like, that. I'm going to be there too. So, okay. Um, okay. Anyway, so the pretzels were good. So I had two <laughs> large pretzels because they had like a whole menu of stuff to eat. Brendan got some French fries. They were very good pretzels. They were mm. like soaked in butter. <sighs> so you know they were good. They were like very like a gourmet Aunt Annie's pretzel. That's good. I was surprised that the food there was good. Ugh, now I want a Wetzel pretzel. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. It's hard to beat a Wetzel pretzel or Aunt Annie's. I haven't had an Aunt Annie's. It's the same thing. Okay, it's then like it's the good. same thing. But is Aunt Annie's like East Coast? No, they okay. had them like in San Francisco. I've seen them. The but I feel like I just always see them at the airport. It's like an airport place to me. I mean, they're just as good as Wetzel's. Okay, it's like I'll the trust same. You. It's the same thing. I, I mean, Wetzel's are just so good. But it's that butter-soaked <laughs> pretzel. It's so buttery. Is it even butter? It is butter. I don't even care. I don't care what it is. But that's the pretzel I had last night. It was like a butter-soaked homemade pretzel. I want to make homemade pretzels. And it came with a cup of nacho cheese sauce (gasps) and a cup of mustard. Because sometimes I want both. I like mustard on pretzels. I like mustard, too. I'm a huge fan. Um, I know. That that reminds me of our our quest to find a good German-type restaurant in L.A., it's very lacking. If that would you, be good to get like pretzels, <laughs> some other like Bavarian cream pies. <laughs> German chocolate cake. Schnitzel. Wait, what is it? Black forest cake? I love black You know forest that's cake. good. I love anything with chocolate and cherries. Mm, it's so good. Me too. All oh, right, because we, we've complained about, what's it called? White lion? Red lion? <laughs> Red lion. <laughs> one of those. One of those lions. Look, not known for their food. No. To me, they're not known for their food. I want like a really good schnitzel. I saw like a um, food truck that's sometime in Echo Park and they make that sandwich that's Midwest where it's like a bun and then the fried Oh, the thing that comes thing all the way like, out. It's like a that's, foot. That's like Indiana. That's yeah. like from Indiana. I want that sandwich I so bad. Too. I know it's delicious. There's all this great regional food that's like hyper specific to states that like don't get enough love. Yeah. Because we all know about like... Chicago style pizza, Philly cheesesteak, no. blah blah blah. But we then need to explore the Midwest. But there's all this regional Midwest food that doesn't get enough love. By the way, we did get a lot of emails, and we talked about this on our after show that's on Patreon about food restaurant rivalries. Oh, and yes. we did get a bunch of emails, so I'm going to look into those because I think that would be really fun to talk about in July uh, at some point. Or in so food. Whatever. So if you have any uh, food, local food restaurant rivalries. Uh, you know, like a like a Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> they have a long term feud. We'd we'd, lo- we'd love to hear it. Yeah, if there's two restaurants in your town where the owners hate each other, do they both think they came up with Green Goddess dressing, right, or whatever? We want to know. We want to know it. about this rivalry. Um, anything else? Um, I think that was. Oh, do we didn't talk about horses? We didn't. No. Okay. We went to. We finally went to horses. This is a new restaurant, or newish, newish, like less than a year old, I think. Restaurant in LA. It's very hard to get into. You have to do a whole rigmarole to get a reserva- reservation. <laughs> it's pretty small. We don't know people, so we have to do it the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's surprisingly, for as popular as it is, it's very unpretentious. The staff there is very nice. I loved the look of it. It is. It used to be an old English pub, the right? Pikey. It yeah. used to be the Pikey. So it, it kept a lot of that, which I like, yeah. obviously. Uh, and I thought the food was good. The dessert was the best. We liked the dessert the best, even. But our meal was very. Our good. meal was very good too. But the dessert was just a real standout. Yeah, it's uh, something that when we go back there next month, we're, <laughs> we're gonna 
we're definitely going to get that again. But they might not have it. The menu does change. So, and strawberries are in season right now. So I'm worried. Well, maybe deeply worried. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll have some kind of stone fruit concoction. That's true. Uh, We also had a really good Caesar salad. The Caesar salad was also my other favorite. They did. I thought it was excellent. Very interesting Caesar salad. It was made with endive. Uh, endive. Endive. Whatever. Don't at me. Endive. Endive. We can say whatever we want. Endive. Yeah. That's the way. The funky diva. <laughs> the funky diva way. <laughs> funky divas. Um, yeah. The Caesar. Everything was really good. We're just highlighting what we thought was stellar. Our favorites. Um, so, Yeah. We ate a Our ton. waiter was really cute. He had a He looked like he was straight from um a nineties movie. Yeah, he looked like a nineties hunk that's shy and nerdy in the beginning of the movie, and then he takes his glasses off and you're like, Wow, you're a hunk. Oh my god, it's George Michael. Yeah. He had like a George Michael vibe now that I think about <laughs> it. When he was in Wham with like the longer hair kind yeah, of I don't know. He was cute. Yeah. I mean George Michael's cute. I mean, yeah. I had a crush on him as a kid. Of course he did. When I saw I Want Your Sex, I was like, I want it. And I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want your sex. Every every guy I had a crush on in that era was gay. Yeah. And I didn't know. I was like, I like that type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> they seem really fun. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was like me and Ricky from my so-called life. I was like, I want to be best friends with Yeah, him. that was, it's like, I wasn't super sexual. I just thought, I was like, I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> he seems so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That was the food highlights from this week. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll have more. Yeah, we're going to record our bonus episodes for Patreon. So those will be up soon. Those will be up. Uh, later today, tonight, they'll be up before it. They'll before be up. the midnight crossing. You know what? Those episodes will be up before this episode is up. Yeah. So go to patreoncom slash scene to access those. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.